I'm sorry. You cannot show me a picture of an innocent Palestinian child and expect me not to say, well, what about the Israeli babies? You said nothing for them, but now you pearl clutch for these kids? Do they deserve this? Of course not. They're innocent. But let's stop pretending like they're not future terrorists in training because that's what these people do. We've known this for the longest time. And of course, people will go out there and they will lie to themselves. And you know, I really wish in this perfect world, every child was given a chance. But that's not what happens. The Palestinian parents don't allow for that to happen. They brainwash these kids from the ground up, from the time they pop out of that vagina, they are being trained to hate Jews, to hate anyone that is not of the Islam faith. Now, I know you don't like hearing that, but that's the damn truth. And if you can't agree to that, well, then I suggest you go over there and you fight them yourselves and you see just how peaceful and how loving Islam truly is. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. and good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the all-american savage show podcast i am your host john burke here with my beautiful heterosexual bearded Jewish life partner, Josh, who's operating those controls like a Hamalis IDF or Hamalis, man, Hamalis. I got Mexican food. You got it, buddy. I was, I was thinking tamale. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, it's a Monday, folks. It is a Monday. <sighs> operating those controls like a Hamas. Ter- Never mind. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. You nailed it up here. <laughs> In my head, it came out perfectly. It was perfectly acceptable. Oh, my gosh. What's going on, America? How are you doing around the world? Well, I imagine you're doing pretty good unless you're in Gaza, which, you know, fuck those nerds. But anyway, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You must be in favor of genocide. I Dude, I, I had the, um, the wonderful uh, privilege of listening to a debate between a friend of mine, Austin Peterson, and this other guy named Clint, who is apparently a devout libertarian. And, um, I, you know, I have never seen libertarians just be so spineless and completely worthless in my entire life than what I've seen in these last two weeks from like mainstream libertarians. It's like, well, and I agree with a lot of what they have to say. But it, it's like these libertarians out there want to debate the history of the Israel versus Palestine um, war, if you will. And they keep going down this, this rabbit hole of land dispute. Uh, I've seen the likes of Spike Cohen. I saw Clint try to debate it with Austin Peters. Like, you don't know the history of these people. You know, Israel has blood on its hands, too. It's like, look, none of us are saying they don't. It's like, but if you really want to go down this rabbit hole, like who threw the first punch? Good luck. Like, good luck. But we have to take it case by case by case. And in this case, Hamas went in there and murdered 1,400 innocents and babies and children. I mean, I, I'm i not really sure why you're wanting to argue land dispute when yeah. the actions in and of themselves are worthy of being enough to go in there and retaliate against. You know, this this idea of a one-state, two-state solution, these libertarians keep arguing these points of like, you know, you don't know the history of... I don't care about the history. Yeah, I kind of feel like this whole ordeal between Israel and Gaza, it's like... It's just like, just let them go. Just, just let them go. It's like, look, it doesn't concern us. Like just kind of, it's like, it's like the drunk uncles and well, let them work it out. Let them work it let out. Work Not it our out. business. But at the same time, it's like those drunk family members that like the Thanksgiving get togethers and they're like arguing, you know, like you bring your girlfriends like, who are they? It's like, just, just don't worry about it. They do their thing. They hate each other. They'll make up. I don't know. Just let them go. It's not worth getting involved in. Um, but watching Austin debate this guy, Austin just destroy. Remind me. 
Never go on, never do a debate with Austin Peterson. This dude is like pulling stuff out of like John Adams, Woodrow Wilson. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy is just, so I call him immediately after and he picks it up. He's like, hello. I was like, bro, did you leave even a corpse after that? Like, golly. And he starts laughing and he handled it very well. Clint got very, very emotional, very just like, you sound retarded. But, but, and as soon as you start with those insults, you've lost the match. Like you've lost it. You're emotionally um, just so unstable that you cannot argue the points and Austin you can always tell in debate a lot of the times who is kind of on top when they start fielding questions after who's at, who's getting who's receiving the most questions Clint didn't get any questions it was all Austin all, all these people and they were disrespectful questions like you know what are your views it was kind of like people were opening up to Austin's position and Austin did a very good job there because he basically told told these libertarians like look you go in there and you fail and you lose elections he's like you got to learn how to play the game because Clint tried taking a jab at Austin's wake up and more America uh podcast and it's a great show it's a very good show um and he's trying to dunk on Austin. Austin's like, look, you're upset at me. And I'm paraphrasing. You're upset at me that I'm doing this podcast, like, but I'm bringing more people over to the libertarian side of the house, except it's not like your party. I'm bringing them over mentally to understand what libertarian or true liberty is really about, where you guys are over there conducting your purity tests about who can be the best libertarians. Like, that's why libertarians continue losing uh, uh, not, not just debates, but also elections. Like, you're spineless. And I saw Candace Owens. Um, man, she... I don't know what's going on with her. Um, I've never been a fan of her. Um, I saw Pedro was exposing her for being a grifter. Like the Blexit movement, if you go look at the 990s, she made over half a million dollars doing that. Half a million dollars for this nonprofit. It started from 2019, she made zero. But then in 2020, 2021, she got paid $250,000 a year for Blexit. It's pretty good. Pretty good. So Pedro called her a grifter. She didn't like that. They're going back and forth. I'm kind of like, well, what did you do with this money? I mean, you, you talked about leading blacks off of the, uh, off of the uh, plantation. liberal plantation. What did you do? And then she comes out talking about how America needs to abide by the U.N. stuff. It's like the U.N.'s worthless. NATO yeah. is worthless. Are you? She's had just a string of horrific takes. And I'm like, <laughs> there's things I'll disagree with. And it's, 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 you know, a, a microchasm of the overall issue, if you will. But these are like main issues. And I'm like, where exactly do you stand? Because I'm curious on this one, especially with Shapiro as your boss. Um, you know, it, it's not that like, I think that you can't criticize Jews. I mean, I do it all the time. I call Josh Jewish and it's whatever. Uh, but <laughs> it's not a put down. It's not a put down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that just, it, it, it confuses me is that she says, look, I've got pro-Israel friends and I've got pro-Palestine friends. And I, t- I tweeted it. I was like, what does pro-Palestine mean? Can you elaborate on that? For What does pro-Palestine, because oh, Palestine yeah. and Hamas are one and the same. You cannot pull them apart. They are the majority control. And so it's like, you have pro-Palestine. I, bro, I have never seen, so, and I'm not accusing her of anti-Semitism. She hasn't come out outright and said it or anything, but I'm just, I have never seen so much anti-Semitism in all my entire life. Now, now, folks, John Burke, the prophecy here, didn't I call this out a long time ago? Didn't I say on many, many moons ago, many, many shows ago, there is a strong anti-Semitic problem on the right. I'm not saying mainstream right. It's the fringe right. But now I stand corrected. It's not just on the right. I've got some articles to show you today, folks. Uh, We have businesses in Turkey saying no Jews allowed. (laughs) I'm just like... Bro, I'm just hearing the tanks rolling. The Eastern Glad and Hot. It's like it's coming back. No Jews allowed. No Jews allowed. 
it just, you know, and God, you know, God bless the Jewish people out there. I, I can't even imagine what they're going through. And John, what about the Palestinians? I don't give a damn about the Palestinians. I, I really don't care. I yeah, really don't if care. If they hadn't para, uh, yeah, paraglided, sent, yeah. paraglided yeah. into uh, Israel and started killing people. Well, Josh, people. it's more than just that. It's land disputes. Oh, you're right. You, you infringed on my property, so now I'm going to send, you know, some paragliders over there and murder your babies. Absolutely. Completely Take justified. Hostages. Oh, my God. What's going on, Rumble, Kick, Facebook, Twitter? I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Monday morning, Monday afternoon. It is freezing here in Texas. Uh, Got cold. Oh, bro. It went like Friday. It was like high 70s, almost low 80s. And then Saturday, we had a storm blow in, and then it dropped. Like, I woke up, and it was about like 40-something. We had a freeze warning last night. Yeah. Like, what what the hell happened? Like, where's fall? It was like triple digits just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I was like, where is fall? Like, we should be waiting for the leaves to just change, but instead the leaves are green and they're like, "Ah, dead. And and then we're in winter. That's Texas winter, right? Those are their... We only have two seasons in Texas. Fucking hot and fucking cold. Supposed to get back up into like the 70s next week. I'm kind of hoping it does because all I did a lot of work on the chicken coop this weekend. It's finally coming along. Um, I, I have learned so much. I've learned so much about raising chickens now. Uh, as far as like the defense of chickens, I'm setting up a chicken defense against would-be predators. So I'm setting up my claymore mines 50 meters in front of the patrol base. I've got my intersecting fields of fire. I got my hasty foxholes dug. Got Constantina wire around the perimeter. We got freaking trip flares, trip mine. We got it all, man. Um, God help the raccoon or coyote that tries coming after those bad boys. They're done. They're done. Now, Miss um, Pecky. She is my, uh, she's the only one laying right now. She's the skinniest and smallest, but she loves me. Every time I go out there, she comes running up to me. It's, it's, it's like adorable, but, uh, she's the only one laying right now. So I, I had that old shed. It was like a shed I bought off of, uh, whereby or something like that. It came with a free kid. I don't know. The kid ran away. I don't know what that's about, but, (laughs) and this is why I'm never gonna be on Fox news. Uh, but we had the shed. So I brought the shed over to the new house and I bought this, uh, fence that uh, it's kind of like a fence, um, shed if you will uh but you run you, you put up the frame and it's like a, it's about seven feet tall and it's about 12 feet long and about eight feet wide it's a nice little chicken run space so i wrapped it in uh, the chicken wire that comes with installed the gate and then i posted it and you know thank you for people that follow me on my tango cortisone page on instagram a lot of great and on, on twitter too thank you a lot of great feedback all the farmers are coming out they're kind of like just i imagine like sitting there on a well, you might want to go ahead and put some of that uh, that reinforced fencing around there. I remember a raccoon's going to get in there and tear them chickens up, man. And I'll tell you what. So I, I was like, man, they got a point. So that chicken wire wasn't enough. So I went to Lowe's, bought the reinforced metal, wrapped that. And now I got to put it on the uh, the base and like put it out about 24 inches and then put it into the ground. Because apparently predators will dig under. So like they, everything kills chicken. We were talking about before the show. He's like, you, you, I, he's... Was it skunks? I said skunks. And you're like, skunks kill chickens? Like, dude, everything kills chickens. I didn't know this. These are the most worthless, like, defenseless birds ever. Now the whole, what are you, chicken, really has a whole new meaning. Makes sense. It makes sense. It does. So uh, so now I got to do that and then put one more. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to put a string of the fencing over the top. And everybody's like, yes, raccoons will climb up on there and tear through the chicken. And I'm like, damn. Chickens are some tasty little things, aren't they? They're, they are delicious. They are delicious. So... We got Miss Pecky laying. The other two are just taking their sweet ass time. If they don't start laying in the next month, I'm gonna cook them. 
I'm gonna cook them. What are their names? I don't know. I don't care. You, they're not lame. They're worthless. They, they're worthless. Until, uh, they bring no value into my life. <laughs> dinner right now. They're we'll dinner. dinner. We're excited. We got Mike Baker coming on the show. If you never listened to the uh, President's Brief podcast, I listened. I started listening to that over the weekend. Very well done podcast. He's he's trending number one on Spotify for news. Like you said, he was beating out Bongino. He's doing. Like, you go on his podcast. I love the format. It's like twenty to twenty five minutes. Um, and he goes over the headlines and it's like listening to a, a briefing to the president. It's very simple. He's, he's dead on the, he's sarcastic in certain areas and you can tell, you can clearly tell where he lines. Well, it's a little bit more nuanced, but he comes with the facts and I do like that. So Mike, ba- Mike Baker's coming on, I think next month in November. Uh, we're also sponsoring his podcast code. Mike's going to save you some money. We're excited for that. Um, but anyway, how are we doing folks? What, what, how are we doing on rumble? We doing good. We doing good on kick. God bless you. Um, so normally I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it because it's my show and I can do whatever I want. Um, Sheila and I for months have been working on this, uh, this, this project, a tango project. And we finally finished it. And you can go see it over on Instagram at Tango Me Corazon, Sheila's page. I posted it to Twitter and we're very excited about this. This is our first performance and we actually had a videographer come out there and do it. So it's like, go check it out if you want. Uh, we really, it's, uh, La Llorona about the, uh, it's a very sad tale. Mom who drowns her children. Huh. AKA Hamas. Ah, just kidding. I, am I kidding? I don't know. But anyway, hope you guys are doing wonderful today. Again, uh, this episode is brought to you by shellshockcbd.com. If in case you didn't know that, look at these amazing hoodies. I am wearing one right now. Oh, it is so comfortable, Josh. So comfortable. Josh, ask me how comfortable this is. How comfortable is it's it? It's like two field mice having sex in a wool sock on the 4th of July in a barbecue pit, baby. This thing is sick. And folks, you can get it right now for the very low price of I don't know. It's on the website. I don't have the numbers in front of me. <laughs> it's cheap, though. It's cheap. Buy yourself a shell shock hoodie, you cheap bastards. No. They're super comfortable. They are. They really are. And there's, I actually have to take it off. It's pretty damn warm in here now. But again, shellshockcbd.com. Hey, um, we, uh, Sheila, <laughs> she made a batch of the, uh, the ghosts. It's the, it's a pastry ghost. So you have, it's, you take like the, sta- the standard, um, dough boy dough and you cut out a little, uh, ghost little with a Christmas cookie cutter. And she cuts out two pieces and fills it with a blueberry kind of filling. But in the dough, she put rocket fuel. So, and then in the icing, she put rocket fuel. Or no, just in the icing, not the dough. And the icing, she didn't even, it was a flavorless. The blueberry scent or the blueberry taste of the, the uh, rocket fuel was so prevalent, not overpowering. It was like, this is good. So I slammed about two and then I was baked out of my brain. Oh my God. It Did was. Did you bring any in? So the first batch, she fucked up. And Did you eat them all? I ate two. She ate two. We brought one in and Tyler got it. I'm sorry. She's making more. She will make more. Fucking ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's, it was so good. It was delicious. You fat fuck. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I, I couldn't stop myself. And she is such an amazing cook. Oh, my gosh. Matter of fact, we're having pot roast tonight. Mm, eat nice. your heart out. Yeah. Excited for that. Uh, John, YouTube isn't showing you live. Did we get banned on you? Uh, we're, oh, it says still sending data. What happened? Did we get banned on YouTube finally? I wouldn't be surprised if we did. It says still sending data. What's going on over there? What's going on with the tube of you? YouTube. Anyway, how was your weekend? What'd you do? Uh, Friday, we went to the uh, Arboretum to take uh, some yeah, how, pictures. How was that? It was great. Was, uh, it wasn't very crowded, and we got there towards the end because it closes at 5. Was so. it already pretty cold? No. It was always warm. Hmm. It was nice and nice and warm. It was perfect time to take pictures. Too. Lucky for you. So it was, uh, it was great. Lucky for you. 
Because I know then, like uh, that 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 know? that wind was cutting through me. It was oh my gosh. Yeah, it got cold quick. It did. So that, like how did the uh, pictures come out? Oh, they were great. I love taking you pictures. Got them? Yeah. Uh, you, well, I took them with the digital camera, so I just bring. Oh, them back. you were taking the photo. Yeah. You didn't hire a photographer. Nope. Why not? I, I like doing it myself. Oh, nothing wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so what? Uh, you put it on a tripod and then hit the. Uh, yeah, for okay. the family picture. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Like people come up to me and are like, "Hey, you want me to take it?" I'm like, "Nah, nah, okay. you probably suck." Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm like, gonna do yeah, it myself. Okay. Peasants. I want you to see my nudes on the camera? <laughs> <laughs> Scrolling just by, and there's a big picture of Josh's wiener. <laughs> No, no, All right, let's see if this fixes. It was it. good. It was good. It's it's so pretty out there too. Yeah, the arboretum is is gorgeous. Right by the uh, White Rock Lake. Mm-hmm. So I've been there uh, once, long, long time ago. I'm I'm thinking I probably caught a strike on my YouTube channel because it's not letting me stream. Did we talk about something that YouTube didn't like? Well, of course we did. YouTube doesn't like talking about freedom because that's what YouTube's all about. Bunch of freaking communist bastards. All right, let's get into the news, folks. A lot of stuff to cover today. Talk about. Again, check out shellshockcbd.com if you can. We greatly appreciate your love and support over there. All right, my first article that we're going to discuss today, um, Gina Carano. Remember her from Mandalorian? Oh, uh, yeah. Maladoon, or what was her name? Permadoon, Marmaduke, something like that. Something like that. I yeah. forget what it was. Um, I didn't even know who she was yet. Um, we weren't even friends at the time. Uh, I remember seeing her, and she, she was one of those figures. Like, I don't even know she's in the UFC, but she was one of those figures that uh, I, I remember seeing her from uh, Deadpool. She was the bad guy in Deadpool. And then she uh, came out with the Mandalorian. Cara Dune, thank you, Cara Dune. And then she came out in the Mandalorian. And then uh, I saw the whole hoopla about her getting fired and stuff, and then uh, I tweeted at her. I taught what I DM'd her, and then we became friends. Like, really, uh, she's one of the most... When I say she's got a good soul, she you can tell. This woman is a she's a tender soul that will beat the snot out of you if she wants to. She's a UFC champion. But what happened to her, you know, you remember long a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away before Lucas got in there and just sold out to Disney and they just gate it all up. Great job. Um, but she was on The Mandalorian and she got fired because of some Articles are already coming out today about this tweet that I'm going to discuss with you over here, talking about how she torpedoed her own career because she, in her profile, it said beep, bop, boop, referencing R2-D2. People took that as, like, something about about being anti-trans, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, her uh, Uh, pronouns. Yeah, her pronouns are beep, bop, boop. Funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's because trans people have no sense of humor. You know how I know that? Because you kill yourself at 46%, 64%, excuse me. I mean, you're just not funny. It's not funny at all. You never are. Sorry. Trans people have no sense of humor. Anyway, I know I just pissed off a lot of people, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Gina Carano responds to a tweet. Uh, this is for some some nerd. Um, in case you're wondering, Gina Carano has lost her goddamn mind. He said, this is the part where... Uh, uh, this, this is some like male feminist is what this guy is. And you look at his photos and you can clearly tell this guy is just uber, uber feminine. But... She says, do you always call a woman crazy just because she has more firsthand experience than you and says something you don't like or understand? Bit misogynistic, don't you think, tis, tis. But before we get even further, just know that Gina doesn't really fire back at trolls. She doesn't do it. She's very pacifist. She's very peaceful. She loves her peace. You know, I, she, I keep telling her, I like, stop ducking me. Come on the show. She's like, I will come eventually. She's like, I just don't feel like I'm ready to do it yet. But I would love to have her on the show. But I just keep that in mind. This woman, she is such a, she's a nice person. She doesn't go at it with people like I do. Very nice, down to earth, humble human being. So when she's firing off a tweet like this, it's like, damn, this is incredible. Uh, she says, curious if your overlords pay you or do y'all just go ahead and shove your whole head straight up their ass for free? I'm guessing for free. Might want to come out for some fresh air. Very well done. 
for for some added context, not just for you, but for the people reading, one of the things your overlords asked me to do was to unfollow certain accounts because they said bad things about Kathleen Kennedy. That was a huge red flag for me. If I were the head of one of the most powerful entertainment companies in the world, I would know that haters come with the territory and that maybe the haters are expressing their thoughts because they actually care and caring is a good thing because as long as they care, well, hey, we still have something to work with. Maybe we can win their hearts back and eventually, and maybe they do have some good things to add to the conversation, which they do and did. And at the very least, they are still buying the product. Look at Mando season one. Boom. The healing had begun. If you're a proper good leader, you learn how to embrace and communicate, not dictate and silence and demand your actors and directors unfollow and shame more than half of your fan base and the people who have stuck with the franchise for decades. Side note, don't say the force is female and then allow only the men to express their political views online. In fact, just drop the ridiculous phrase completely. One of the problems your overlords are having now is that they've made a lot of completely stop or they made a lot of people completely stop caring about one of the most beloved franchises in history, all by bullying pushing aggressive agendas, and trying to silence the people and criticizing them. How are they able to tell stories they don't understand when the ones they identify with are the Empire? They are literally trying to squash the little guys, the rebellion. No wonder the storytelling is struggling. They fired and dehumanized people like me who did absolutely nothing wrong. All the virtue signaled to people like you, and yes, men. But yes, men, unfortunately for you and them, do not drive culture. Maybe they were banking on the kids picking up the slack, but one of the biggest things about this franchise is passing it from generation to generation to share. The, cons- uh, the competition is too high to throw out something as valuable as that. Why would one generation pass it on when you've disrespected and thrown them away? Your overlords tried to hide behind the two opposing fan bases fighting each other instead of taking responsibility. So they encouraged the hate, all while virtue signaling they are standing up for minorities, but instead using them as a shield and weapon. Funny enough, just how our government works. They think people will forget, and yes, maybe they will, but for this moment, they have heard the people's voice, and it shook them. They're choosing to stick with their weak leadership and couldn't handle YouTubers saying mean things online, when all it would have taken is a true leader to step in, take the reins, take some responsibility, stop discriminating, apologize about the things that have been done wrong, step completely out of the politics, but truly inclusive, or be truly inclusive, and they'd be back in business. Until then, they're stuck with you, the yes men, and their plummeting stock. I'm not saying I'm right on all fronts, but I'm open-hearted and refuse to discriminate based off of the powerful people telling me how to think and act. And if there was something I needed to apologize for, I would have in a heartbeat, but I didn't say or do anything wrong. People come up to me daily to shake my hand and thank me for taking a stand. Even people who think differently. One thing is true. Good leadership makes for a better world, leading to healthier and happier people and better opportunity. Look around. We are watching the devastating effects of what happened with bad leadership and what it can do worldwide. Damn. Well done. Scorched. Well done. I would just I would drop some four letter words and tell him to go suck start a shotgun. I'm just an asshole like that. And again, this is why Gina's better than me. I'm, I'm I would yeah. <laughs> she scorched this guy. Yeah. So of course, if you go and you look at MSM, they're already running hit pieces like Gina Carano torpedoed her uncle. Gina Carano's trans bug just all these uh just uh and you, you see it coming. You you know this is going to happen. You know, the MSM is going to cover down for the Disney overlords. They're going to yeah. do everything they can to run interference, run defense. And that's what they do. And, you know, she literally did nothing wrong except beep, bop, boop. And then she didn't agree with the trans stuff. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Again. But this resurface, saw this over the weekend, and I, I read her tweet. I'm like, wow. Yeah, was well the done. cast of Mandalorian, were they all trans? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. And then Pedro Pascal goes out there, and he's like on the pick. Oh, by the way, the Hollywood strike thing, the writers, it's back on. Fell through. 
Outstanding. Yeah, Outstanding. Mean, Couldn't care less. Care less. Less propaganda I mean, BS coming from these uh, late night, not funny talk shows. That I'm sorry. I'm not the only one that thinks this. Jimmy Kimmel is not funny. None of them are. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. These people are not funny. They're awful. They're horrible. Now, I'm not saying like the likes of Jay Leno and Letterman were any better. I mean, let's just be honest. It's like boomer humor. But come on. These guys, it's just you feel bad for them. The, uh, what was his name? Um, John Stewart's coattail hanger. Stephen Colbert. Oh, Remember the God. vaccine scene and the so, dance? I mean, oh, jeez. They're just awful. I think like early Letterman back in the 80s was pretty funny. Who was? Uh, David Letterman back in the 80s. That was before my time, my man. Yeah. Before my time. Yeah, uh, early 90s, that kind of stuff. I don't think um, shows like Johnny Carson, I don't think they were like, I, I think, maybe this is just me thinking out loud. I think like true comedy, true funny stuff is going to be intermixed with a little bit of dirty humor. And you can't do it on these these late night talk shows because a lot of the elderly, a lot of kids watch this. So you're kind of stuck walking this very, very fine line of what you can get away with. So it's like, how can we spin how did the chicken cross the road about 50 different ways and stretch that out over a season so we can keep the laughs coming but it's just like the jokes aren't funny no but jimmy fallon has never been a funny guy i don't like how did this guy even make it there's no talent he's as an actor he's horrible i saw him in the band of brothers series not so long ago he was that lieutenant he had a brief cameo and even then it was just like this is not good acting like why they let this guy in here like this was horrible he had a great cast of actors and he comes up and it's just Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon's in there, yeah. Huh. Yeah, briefly, very briefly. Um, yeah. I don't know, like some of his impressions are funny. Uh, That's about it. I Conan like O'Brien SNL, wasn't bad. I, you know, I did like all of his skits. I, I did like Conan O'Brien. Conan I thought Conan, Conan O'Brien, yeah, Conan was, he, he did have like a natural funny way. I, yeah. I wish he would came back, but uh, didn't they give him the runaround? He got like $10 million, like hey, deuces, I'm gone or whatever. Yeah, I went to like TBS. Something like that. Good for yeah. him. Good for him. Jimmy Kimmel's always out there crying about stuff, like literally crying about stuff. You remember the, uh, what was it, uh, Universal Healthcare or something like that? And he's yeah. literally got tears. Like, you are such a man child. Did he squeak out any tears for these uh, Jewish oh, kids that were, they were no. killed? No. Isn't, isn't Kimmel Jewish? Uh, probably. I wonder if he, uh, what is that supposed to mean? I mean, <laughs> how, how, do you go, how do you go full on blackface uh, like Carl yeah. Malone yeah. and not get canceled? Oh, because he's a Democrat. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I'm taking off my hoodie now. Ugh, ugh, yeah, ugh, get your dollar yeah. bills ready. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel wasn't, he's untouchable. All these people are untouchable because as long as they simp for their overlords, as long as they push this narrative and they get paid very well, they're just, it's propaganda yeah. talking pieces, man. These people have no originality to them whatsoever. So it's whatevs. But, um, Moving on, got some good news here. Well, I'm sorry, I shouldn't phrase it that way. It's not good news. Uh, you remember the lady that was kind of viral uh, at the um, music festival in Israel, the German lady, and uh, she was like all over the headlines saying, pardon me, they'd uh, thrown her in the back of a truck and she was dead. And then news came out saying that she wasn't dead or they weren't unsure. I think her mom did some some press and saying, you know, I think she's still alive. Well, it's been, it's been confirmed um, that uh, music festival goer Shani Loke is confirmed dead. Skull fragment found. Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to put her above any other casualty on this one, but this example that was given as far as the fog of war and the propaganda that's going to happen during uh, the early openings of it, if you will. We are going to take your calls, folks, just to hold off for a second. Um, it just goes to prove, though, that there is so much misinformation flying around all the time, like literally all the time. And 
there are people saying, oh, this isn't true. This is true. Nobody really seemed to know. But now it's been confirmed. They, they found a skull fragment, I guess, belonging to her. And here we are now. So it has been confirmed. Uh, sad to hear. Sad to see. It's, it sucks. It sucks either way. But um, Shani Luke, a German woman who was kidnapped from a music festival. Um, Southern Israel by Hamas, October 7th. Terrorist attacks has died according to her family. So her family had come out and actually say, yes, this is uh, this has happened. Oh, it sucks. I'm really sorry to hear this. Uh, you know, nobody deserves this. It's ridiculous. Um, that's all I want to spend on that because it's, it's, you know, I can't imagine what her family's going through. It's terrible, man. And apparently this was like a, a peaceful, um, a, a freedom or a peace concert. It um, says she was a tattoo artist and a peace campaigner. Yeah. Look, oh, man, I didn't want to talk about this, but this is the damn truth. Look, if you're if you're going to um, <laughs> if you get a protest for peace, you better bring guns. That's all I'm gonna say. Remember that scene in Rambo where the dude like I think it was like Rambo three or Ram probably Rambo four. There's like ten of them now, isn't there? Like he he won't die. Like he will not die. Rambo's like, I'm coming out of retirement. You take my jerry on. I'm taking it to Hamas. You know. Uh, I think it was like Rambo four, or Rambo three, when he like has to float the preachers down the the river. He's like, you're gonna need a lot of guns, and they're like, we have the word of God, and say, yeah, you gonna need guns, you know, Paulo. Um, same thing, same premise, same premise. Don't go to a Middle Eastern country without guns. You can preach the word of Jesus all you want, but them dudes are gonna string you up. Just saying, yeah. I'm just saying. So, um, Israel advances tanks to Gaza City, blocks major road. Dude, October 7th, and now it is October 30th. It has been over two weeks that Israel has allowed Gaza to evacuate, but Hamas will not allow them to. Hamas is keeping them there. So naturally, you know, the Palestinians, oh man, Hamas, Muslim terrorists, let's just call them what they are, are just wonderful at propaganda and campaign wins like that. Hamas, you know, Israel says, get out of these areas. We're going to come in there. We're going to strike, and then we're going to invade. And then Hamas is like, you're not going. And Israel strikes, innocent people die, and then Hamas is like, look what you did. It's like, no, you did this. You didn't let him out. So people should be blaming Hamas. I think the message overall should have been if, if Hamas does not want the IDF to invade Gaza, release the hostages. Now, this is what Candace Owens said. She talked about that, you know, I'm not for committing American money or troops. I agree, but it's also not that simple. They have American hostages. So for me, it's like, get the opera, get the, get the Navy SEAL guys, tell them to stop writing their books for a second, stop making movies and crap, and send them over. Let's send over CAG, let's get these guys, that's their job. They are specialized in these types of uh, operations. Get them involved. Get our people home. Those are Americans. Those are Americans. I Normally, you know, this is a different this is a different scenario than like Brittany Grenier, who goes over to Russia and is like, you know, I'm going to bring weed because I'm stupid. You know, you voluntarily broke international law. These people technically did nothing wrong. They were just at a festival. They got hemmed up. Okay, fair enough. You touch one follicle on an American's head, I'm going to bomb you into oblivion. Mm -hmm. You will not touch Americans. But the problem that we see now is this Biden administration, when you pay $6 billion to Iran for five hostages, you have now put a price tag on every single one of our heads abroad. Now they know, every Muslim knows, if I can capture an American, I can get into the press, and I can get it out there to the White House, especially if you're black, if you're a minority, if you're trans, whatever, oh my God, you've hit the intersectional bingo, and Biden's going to pay a billion dollars for you. I'm just... <laughs> 
we went from we don't we don't negotiate with terrorists to oh yeah let's do it. I mean you got kids to sniff over there. America is so weak right now. We are so weak. On the international stage, it looks ridiculous. It looks re- our enemies are laughing at us. They know that they can get away with all this stuff, and we're not going to do anything because why? America has no balls. Great job, progressives. Not only do you agree with trans people, you cut the balls off of America too. Well done. Well done. So, IDF tanks advanced to the edge of Gaza in the early hours of Monday morning, taking control of a key road and engaging with fighters, taking out dozens of terrorists. The Israeli Defense Force ground operation to Gaza expanded overnight, with dozens of terrorists said to have been killed by coordinated land and air attacks. IDF tanks are now on the edge of Gaza City, with the Saladin Road blocked and vehicles trying to access it being fired upon, the Times of Israel reports. Wire services agent France press cites a Hamas spokesman had said they were engaged in heavy fighting in northern Gaza. Um, IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Hagery uh, published footage of the last or the latest fighting to social media on Monday morning and wrote IDF forces have expanded ground operations overnight and that in clashes with terrorists in the Gaza Strip, IDF fighters eliminated dozens of terrorists who had barricaded themselves in buildings and tried to attack the forces. In one case, he said IDF soldiers led an air raid on a meeting building of the terrorist organization Hamas, which had 20 terrorist operatives inside. And further updates from the IDF, it was stated operations had taken out anti-tank positions and squads of terrorists who attempted to counter the counterattack. Hagari said four Hamas commanders had been killed in the morning's fighting. Way to go. Let's pull this up mainstream so you guys can see. There's the tanks entering in. There we go. They're moving. Man, they're getting like reminiscent of Baghdad. Holy crap. I'm getting flashbacks over here. What are you doing? You're a right-handed fire on the left side of that tank, dude. Fix yourself. There we go. Launch in, launch. Yeah. You see tanks, you see bulldozers moving through, pushing into Gaza. Yeah. That's it's going on over there, man. It's happening. Oh, you know, the, the, I think. I think what the position of the IDF, or at least Netanyahu, should have been is like, release the hostages and we'll talk. Put the ball in their court. Be like, we'll pause this if you release the hostages. What do you think is going to happen? I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, I, I got an article. There were some hostages rescued today. Uh, IDF rescued one female. And congratulations. Well done. Job well done. Great job. Uh, to me, I kind of feel like Qatar is really trying to do their best to facilitate some kind of drug deal here. I don't think the IDF is going to take it. I don't think Israel's going to take it. And if I was them, I wouldn't either. Everyone is basically trying to... Israel's doing a slow roll. I'm really surprised they have not just blitzkrieg Gaza by now. They're doing a slow roll. And I is think... because there's so many civilians? No, I think what they're trying to get is like... So naturally, there's more people coming out in pro-Palestine positions. Why? I don't know. It would look bad if... The Americans that are held hostage are killed by incoming missiles from Israel. That's the other part, though. So it's kind of like, like that in that that um, that it debate was, that Clint had with Austin. The common consensus that is being spread around these 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 groups of people talking about like indiscriminate bombing. They're not. It's not. I mean, there are some accidents. There is going to be collateral damage in war. There is right. no getting around that. It's going to happen. But Israel is being you know as precise as they can. So, and a lot of this is off of intelligence. They're trying to go off of the, you know, current intelligence, but they have these hostages in the, in the Gaza um, subway or the underground rail system or whatever they call it, the, the tunnels. So it's like, they're moving them. They're constantly moving them. 
They're not going to keep these people in one location. They're going to keep moving them. So Israel's going to have to do the best they can. And read the other the read the other articles we've read is like they talk about they don't want to go under there because it's just like it's tunnel fighting. It's it's in Gaza or excuse me, Palestinians know those tunnels. Israelis don't. So it's like you're it's like the Viet Cong into the into the jungle into the tunnels. So I don't know what's going to happen. To me, it just seems like Netanyahu is slow rolling this thing to try and out. I'm imagining he's trying to see what this international pressure is going to do and seeing what the Arab states are going to do in response. I think Turkey deployed some warships. Um, you know, it's Turkey for you. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, maybe one of the few uh, podcasters or political pundits out there is just like, I have no idea. Uh, if it was me, I would have I leveled Gaza uh, last week. Like, nope. Like, do our best to start with, like, uh, black ops, get our guys out of there, and then once we can secure the hostages, get them out if we can, level it. Does it make you nervous about all the Palestinian support here in the oh, United States? I have all, never like, seen, yeah. And just about every yeah. big major city you see them taken to the streets. Do you think it, if Israel goes in there and just completely wipes them out, mm-hmm. that these people snap and start... BLM, bro. And I saw riding all over this, all over the country. I saw this one video. Uh, I'm not sure if it's true or not. You know, I'm not sure because people are taking videos from various different scenarios. I want to say in like the last ten years, uh, and they're they're running it as propaganda now. But I did see this video to where there was a flight of uh, Israelis that landed, and there was a lot of Palestinians at the gate to harass them and like try and beat them, and police had to get involved. I don't know if that one was current or if it's an old one. But either way, the context is it's Arab versus Jews. Mm-hmm. So all these people were trying to assault these Jewish people getting off an airplane. Uh, and then another one I saw uh, in the streets, I forget which city, it was um, Palestinians versus black Hebrews. Because, you know, of course, the black Hebrew coalition thinks they're the actual real Jews. And the Jews that we have now are imposters. Well, they need to go fight. I'm telling Well, they were in the street. Like, they were taking it to them. I'm like, my God. It's like the battle lines have just, it looks like a spider web now. I don't know who's on which side anymore. It's like, wait, do I now agree with black Jews or the Israeli Jew? Well, I forget what it's the, called. I forget what college it was, but it was college where these Jewish kids were in a library. Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I saw people trying to defend that, saying there was a protest. They were just in the vicinity. It's like, then why were they banging on the doors? Yeah. It's, it's, bro. Yeah, if I was a Jew, I'd be having a gun right now. I would. I, I think it's just outright ridiculous, the levels of anti-Semitism. And I think a lot of people are out afraid to come out and vocally support Israel and our Jewish counterparts because they're it's afraid of being accused of a Zionist, of being a yeah. Jew lover, of all this stuff. It's like, dude, who cares? Who cares what these anti-Semites want to call, want to call you? All these groipers and shit like Nick Fuentes is spawning and stuff. It's like, bro, fuck these guys. Like, if we had a war, they'd be the first to go. They'd be the first dead. These are cowards. These are Twitter keyboard warriors. Oh, you sound like a Zionist. Suck my cock. So like nobody cares about you and your stupid opinions. It's like Zionism, the idea that Israel creates its own state. Here's the deal. I don't care. If they want to, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Because a lot of these, and I love this about some of these conservatives, because they're even there, it's just like, uh, so, you know, Israel's in the wrong here. This is colonialism. It's like, but you're okay with what we did to the Native Americans. Like, well, that's different. It's like, how is it any different? Or is it survival of the fittest? When did that stop? Yeah. It never stops. It, ne- it It's not like history says, okay, wherever the battle lines are now, wherever the country lines are, that's it. We're done. No more. Uh, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Russia's doing it. Israel gave Hamas a chance. Now, Israel, I, I hope they freaking decimate Gaza. John's for genocide. Dude, you call whatever you want. I call it self-defense. And if you touch one of mine, I'm going to destroy all of yours. That's the way it goes. And, you know... It's kind of like, it's the sleeping dragging method. Leave me alone. We'll get along fine. Yeah. 
mess with one of mine, you're dead. Everything about you is dead. Your bloodline will be wiped off the face of the earth. That's on you. Don't sit there and throw a punch and then pearl clutch, pearl clutch when I beat the ever-loving piss out of you. It doesn't work that way. But this is how our this is how our worldwide society now, this global society, uh, just it's it's insane to me. So All I these pro-Palestine protests, like get out of here. You I support think, terrorists, fuck them. Yeah, I don't think you ever really get rid of Hamas or the. No, you don't. Type of, because you, can't. you see the support yeah. all over the world. Oh, you're fighting a religious. It, it's a, yeah. don't so don't get it twisted. You wipe out those people that are over there right now, those Hamas fighters, mm -hmm. and we just have. Uh, There'll like, be more. The next group. Yeah, the next group steps in. You cut. In. It's like, bro. People talk about like taking off these, taking out these Hamas commanders. It's like the Hydra. Yeah. You cut one head off, two are going to grow back. It's the same thing. They have a chain. They have an established chain of command. These are not people tend to think like terrorist operations and cells and stuff like that are very uh, just rinky dink put together. These people know what they're doing. They know there's a chain of command. There's all this and stuff. They're passionate about and it. And they're very passionate about it. So In fact, more passionate than I think a lot of Americans are because they have yeah. a religious ideology attached yep. to this thing. So it's like, if I die, I'm going to heaven. So yeah. what better way could you think to like incentivize somebody to go out there and fight and fight for a just cause in their mind, even though it's more like just stupid. So Islam such a wonderful religion. Such a wonderful religion. So I don't know. And but, we have several of them in our uh, government oh, bro, right now. It's... I'm sorry. I don't care who this offends. No, if you're a member of Congress, you should not have dual citizenship. You should not be a member yeah, of Israel. I, I Nope. Yeah. And it's not me hating on Israel, but if you are a representative of the American people, you're a representative. There yeah. is no dual citizenship. You're a citizen of America. Yeah, if you come I don't care if it's from, Israel. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're a citizen of America. That's When you have dual citizenship, that's concerning. Yep. That's very concerning. I agree. I don't know. Uh, next to the news, we were talking about this earlier. Um study worldwide anti-semitic attacks attacks uh, skyrocket since last year uh anti-semitic attacks around the world have soared in the last year according to newly published research co-produced and by leading jewish bodies which again you know you're gonna take this a grain of salt you know when jewish people are like hey we're gonna do a study look at this we're most attack i actually agree with them though because i have been seeing this on social media for a long long time uh just anytime you post anything related to jews or israel zionism Jew lover, yada, 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 goy, goyim, all this stuff. It's ridiculous. Or I love, the, I love the classic, what does the Talmud say? It's like, you know the Talmud was based around the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, you know that, right? Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, it says, it's like, show me. Show me the actual quote. Because they'll always quote stuff, parentheses, quote, unquote, from the Talmud. It says, you know, hate the people, kill Gentiles. Like, where does it say that? Show me where. So you get these anti-Semites. These are legit anti-Semites. And, it, you know, that's why I feel like even calling someone anti-Semite is, is akin to saying somebody's racist. It's lost all meaning now yeah. because people have used it for literally everything under the sun except actual anti-Semitism, which is what we're seeing right now. People are literally hating Jews for being Jews. And got an article today where they're hating Christians for being Christians. Mike Johnson, who I'm not a fan of yet. There are Jen Psaki. This woman, you know, we'll get to that article right now. This woman is so cringe. She is such a cancer. When you listen to what she says, folks, I'm going to play this clip for you. And she has got just the most hideous face I've ever seen in my entire life. But when you listen to what she says about Mike Johnson, our newly elected House Speaker, um, listen to what she attacks and then... Ask yourself if she would say this about a Muslim. Let's go ahead and play the clip. If I can get the clip to load. 
Yeah, it's a damn commercial. Damn it, Breitbart. Here we go. A few minutes to talk about this new speaker. First glance, Mike Johnson does seem fine, finish. Conservative, yes, but he once started a civility caucus with a Democrat. And I mean, if nothing else, he wears a suit and has glasses. How threatening can this guy actually be? Well, he gave us all a little clue as to how he would govern in an interview this week. I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's, that's my worldview. You heard that right. The Bible doesn't just inform his worldview, it is his worldview. Oh, my God. You heard that right. You heard that right. That's a gotcha moment. Did you see that lady? He said he hates babies and black people. Don't show up at his house. Yeah. Well, you heard it, folks. He says the Bible. How dare he have some semblance of a moral foundation to apply towards his life? But that's because the people like Jen Psaki will look at the Bible and pick out the negatives, which, again, just like with anything in life, what you go in there looking for is what you're going to find. Jen Psaki is no different. This, this clip that she does, let, let me finish playing it because she doesn't stop there. In fact, during his first speech in his new job, Johnson suggested that his election as speaker was an act of God. Talk about a bit of a humble brag there. So what exactly? I'm really wondering if she would say the same thing about Islam. Said it was designed or destined by Allah. Sort of a humble brag there. Boom, she's blown up. This woman is such a just piece of trash. Piece of trash. I can't imagine anybody watches that network. Is she on CNN? She's on CNN, right? It's got to be CNN. MSNBC. Oh, my God. Go figure. That's what and happens. She's these so Democrats cringe. Yeah, and she, Republicans, too, for that matter. Yeah. Like They go to these news networks, and yeah. you're supposed to take their word as gospel as oh far as what's going on and what to believe. Former it's House Speaker really handed over to the intersectional black mind. lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre. Like yeah. She dipped out. And now she's doing it. She is not a good host. She's she's terrible. She's not fluid. There's no fluidity there. Uh, you, you know, you hear her and it just sounds like she's reading off a teleprompter, which she is. But uh, the idea of attacking somebody based upon their faith, man, I'm telling you, I am so sick and tired of this reverse hypocrisy on their part that you'll sit there and attack somebody for their Christianity. But you will not say that against Islam. Why not? Why won't you say this against Islam? I dare. I dare you. Because. Mike Johnson, uh, I think it was the other day, knelt in prayer on the House floor, not behind the podium, just on the House floor. They weren't in session, but him and a few others knelt in prayer. Fair enough. If Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Ilhan Omar, brother lover extraordinaire, want to pull out the little rugs and do a face east and do their, okay, that's your right, freedom freedom of religion. Absolutely. I'm not against this. But don't you dare sit there and attack Christianity as if we're the ones responsible for the majority of the terrorism around this world for the last, I don't know, 30 years. We're not the ones flying planes into buildings. We're not the ones we're going out there. groups. Yeah. We're trying to save the world, not blow it up. That's the difference between Christianity and Islam. Well, John, Christians have a lot of blood on that. Not contemporarily, we don't. No. The war in Iraq was not a Christian fundamentalist-based war. You can try and describe that any way you want. Bush was wrong, absolutely. But I'm sorry, in the name of Allah... It's them doing this. But to sit there, to sit there and have the audacity to criticize somebody because of their faith. But folks, I'm telling you, as long as they're white, as long as they're Christian, as long as they're straight, it's weapons free, baby. But if you say anything in retaliation 
against their accusations, against their slants, their libel. Oh, you're such a bigot. Oh, you're such a racist. Oh, you're such a sexist. I'm to the point where I'm just like, repeal the 19th. These women are stupid. I'm sorry. Just really stupid. But then I have to, I have to go back on that because there's a lot of stupid men. Yeah. There are. Stupidity knows no sex. Just political parties. Nah, I'm kidding. Just, just crazy on this. Jen Psaki. Has like MSNBC, this Mike Johnson to do well. Yeah, she's got the most punchable face I've ever seen in my entire life. What a piece of garbage! What a piece of garbage! Like just, ugh. I wish some. I, I wish another woman would go up there and just beat the snot out of her. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset either. I wouldn't be like, oh, no, no, go I'm for it. Like, you know what? Break her face. It's like I do this in the name of God. Pow! Just pop her. I hate these people. I hate these people. They're just disgusting filth. Just ugh. But again, folks, I'm telling you, if you think it's going to stop here, just the fact that this type of rhetoric is accepted and allowed on MSNBC tells you everything you need to know about where you stand. If you're a Christian, and I'm sure many of my viewers are not even Christian, probably a lot of them are like they're atheists or Jew. I don't know. But even they can concede to the fact like this is stupid. This is ridiculous. This is hypocrisy. Yeah. How many uh, atheists do we have in the chat? How many atheists? If you're an atheist in the chat, press one. Besides hobo. <laughs> Hobo believes in John Burke. That's what he believes in. Press one if you're an atheist. Let's see how many, uh, how many, uh, I can't believe MSNBC hired her. Why? Why? Uh, I mean. She's stupid. She's legit stupid. Packing the legacy media with their people. Yeah. Thinking that we're going to get the right information. Like they're not going to lie to us. Yeah. It's nuts. Like anybody that believes anything that comes out of these people's mouth, you deserve what you get. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, the main shooter, they found him dead. Gunshot wound, self-inflicted. I called that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, see the death by cop, you can do it yourself. Yeah. I, it needs to get to the point where people just stop taking these people alive. Like, stop taking them alive. That's so terrible. It is. What, did he just went crazy? So yeah, you know, people, that hairy nerd that's a Democrat, TikToker, feminist, little douchebag, he was out there talking about how, you know, this is why, gu- anytime this happens, the first thing on the table is guns. It's, oh, it's the guns. It's the, David Hogg was like bowling over people trying to stand on the corpses of the freshly slain people trying to like, you know, stand up and then speak his nonsense. Like, it's the guns. Like, no, bro, it's 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 you. It's your people. That's, yeah. that's what it is. But no, this guy had a previous record, previous history. He wasn't even supposed to be owning firearms, but somehow he got one. So how are you going to stop that, folks? How are you going to stop the, the laws? I mean, he illegally got himself a firearm. He wasn't sold one. He got it on his own. Yeah. Don't you get how this works? So when you start banning guns, make them harder to get, you're not, they're already in circulation. It's not hard to get. It's really not. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's sad. It's terrible. It's stupid. But... Uh, at the army base where Israeli identifies it's dead, they went from house to house burning family after family. Folks, what I'm about to read for you is uh, some firsthand accounts of what the IDF has seen uh, just, just before warned. Uh, when you think about evil, you realize it is beyond comprehension. Uh, warning, this article contains detail that may be disturbing to some readers. Uh, three weeks after Hamas' deadly massacre on multiple Israeli army bases, civilian communities, and a music festival, Israel is still struggling to identify its dead, not only because of the size and scope of the surprise, multi-long-pronged terrorist attack, uh, but also due to the sheer brutality carried out by thousands of Palestinian terrorists, say those working to identify the dead. At the Shura army base on the outskirts of the center Israeli city of Ramli, 
dead bodies and hacked up body parts continue to pile up this week, still arriving from the country's south in refrigerated trucks. At the base, army personnel and volunteers, as well as religious authorities officiating the de- uh, delicate process, described seeing atrocities, atrocities, excuse me, uh, reminiscent of the Holocaust. Imagery not often invoked in a country whose foundations grew out of the Nazi genocide against the Jews in World War II. During a war, each side tries to make a convincing argument that they are right, but these kinds of atrocities we have not seen since the days of Nazis, Colonel Rabbi Haim Weisberg, head of the Army's rabbinic division, said in an interview. They went from house to house, burning family after family, he said. We are seeing trucks still arriving filled with body bags that contain whole families. Grandparents, mothers, fathers, and even little children are being brought down from the trucks. you got to remember, folks, 1,400 people. 1,400 people. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah. In normal times, the rabbis on this base deal with dead soldiers, but this time it is abnormal, said Weisberg of the base. That is just one among several involved in the, ident- the identification process. Here we have identified hundreds of bodies that are still, and there are still many more waiting to be examined, he said. Weisberg described how some of the bodies were so badly burned that regular DNA testing was useless. In many cases, dental forensic teams were called in and forced to track down the personal dental records of the victims. In some extreme cases, even those methods have been not been effective. Along with more than 1,400 people murdered in the attack, an additional 239 now confirmed by the Israeli army as being held captive in Palestine, in the Palestine enclave. A further 100 people still remain missing. Good Lord. Since October 7th attack, the IDF special forces have been engaged in localized raids inside Gaza Strip in order to retrieve dead bodies and body parts inside the devastating communities that sit along the border with Gaza. Forensic archaeologists have been called in to search for human remains. Earlier this week, a human jaw was found in a burnt a burnt safe room. Good Lord. Families, including those who had hoped their loved ones might still be alive, even if they were being held hostage by Hamas, are being informed all the time that their relatives are, in fact, among the dead. Speaking at Shura, Weisberg described in graphic detail how one badly charred body turned out to be two victims, a mother and a baby bound together in a deep embrace. Another victim, he said, was a pregnant woman. Her stomach cut open, her fetus pulled out and beheaded. The umbilical cord was still attached. When you think about evil, you realize it is beyond comprehension when you see what this terror organization did, the rabbi said. The grisly work at Shura takes place in a large white tent surrounded by rows of refrigerated containers. Inside each dusty box are dozens of carefully wrapped bodies and smaller bags containing either babies and some small children or body parts. The smell is overwhelming. In addition to the army personnel and the religious figures on site, there is also a team of female volunteers tasked with cleaning the bodies of murdered women. The group is part of a unique military reserve set up over a decade ago to deal with female combat soldiers who might be killed in action. They wanted to have women who could deal with the burial and identification procedure so that it wouldn't fall on young male soldiers and in order to protect the privacy of young women, said Shari, one of the volunteers who could not be named due to the military guidelines. Shari said the group was specially trained by the Army for a mass casualty event, but it was not until October 7th they were called up for service. Since then, she said, the unit has been working around the clock. I've seen things that no one should ever see, said Shari. Describing how many of the dead women arrived still wearing their pajamas, their heads blown off, and some booby-trapped with grenades. We saw evidence of rape, Sherry stated. Pelvises were broken, and it probably takes a lot to break a pelvis. 
And this was also among grandmothers down to small children. These are the things that we saw with our own eyes. So again, you'll forgive me if I don't care if they go in there and wipe Gaza off the face of the earth. I don't care. I really don't. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. That's what these people do. So libertarians can argue land disputes all you want. You can sit there and pearl clutch and purity test one another until the next World War III kicks off. But you spineless cowards can see something like this happening and automatically your first reaction, it's not our, we shouldn't get involved. And normally I would agree with you. I'm not saying committing, but we should go in there and get our people out. I'm not saying we send over the military. Let's give the boys that are trained to do this, give them their job, give them their shot. Go over there and work with them. Or, you know, IDF seems to be doing a good job. God bless them. God, you know, God be with them. I hope they go over there and they just, they take it to the enemy. Now, I'm not advocating for the deaths of innocent, but that's collateral damage. So that's why, you know, people like me, I've been called evil over this. Like people are like, you're so evil. Yes. Yes, I am. To a degree. Because I know, now you, you quote me on this, folks. You call people like me evil. And I, I will concede to that to a, to a small degree. And here's why. Because the people that Israel is fighting, I fought. My generation of veterans have fought similar, if not the same ideology that is rooted in religious fundamentalism that is inherently evil. So in order to combat evil, one must become evil to a degree. But the reason that we become evil is so that you personally never have to experience that evil. So you'll forgive me if your accusations of me being cold-hearted and whatnot fall on deaf ears because I do not care. I'm sorry. You cannot show me a picture of an innocent Palestinian child and expect me not to say, well, what about the Israeli babies? You said nothing for them, but now you pearl clutch for these kids? Do they deserve this? Of course not. They're innocent. But let's stop pretending like they're not future terrorists in training because that's what these people do. We've known this for the longest time. And of course, people will go out there and they will lie to themselves. And I, you know, I really wish in this perfect world, every child was given a chance. But that's not what happens. The Palestinian parents don't allow for that to happen. They brainwash these kids from the ground up. From the time they pop out of that vagina, they are being trained to hate Jews, to hate anyone that is not of the Islam faith. Now, I know you don't like hearing that, but that's the damn truth. And if you can't agree to that, well, then I suggest you go over there and you fight them yourselves and you see just how peaceful and how loving Islam truly is. If that offends you, I don't care. I legitimately do not care. Now, I'm not, again simping for troops to be positioned over there or money to be sent. But I certainly will stand with Israel on their right to defend themselves and obliterate Gaza. I don't care if you like that or not. John, you sound like one dude DM. You sound like a Zionist. No, you sound like a dipshit. So it's whatever. How is that a Zionist? How does that, how does that like standing for a complete, is it because you still got the West Bank? I'm saying destroy Gaza. West Bank's still there. So how's that Zionist? Zionism is, Zionism for the people that don't know, is to establish Israel as all Jews. All Jews. West Bank, Gaza, Israel, the whole shebang. That's Zionism. So for me, I don't care. If they do it, great. If not, great. Don't care. Not my pig, not my kosher farm. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, make Gaza, make Gaza rubble again. Why is Germany cracking down on pro-Palestinian protests? Um, and, and, you know, I, actually, let me, let me push pause on this article. I want to read this one first. Uh, Ilhan, not Ilhan Omar, excuse me. Um, well, light just went up. Uh, we're about to get bombed. <laughs> I pissed off somebody in Hamas. They're sending somebody to come get us. Great. Uh, great. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, 
<sighs> this is what confuses people on this one. Marjorie Taylor Greene blasts GOP lawmakers who reportedly vote against a Rashida Tlaib censure. She says, I cannot comprehend. Okay. Before I read you this article, let me first explain the differences here between freedom of speech and advocating for terrorism against Americans, which is, in fact, illegal. Okay. Advocating meaning actually doing something, spreading information in regards to how to enlist, how to do this. That's actual um, treason. That's treason. 100% hands down. You do not have the right to go out there and advocate for treason against Americans. You just don't. When I say advocate, I mean actually you're sending money, you're getting involved, you're physically going and supporting the enemies of America. That is treason. There is a fine line between free speech and basically sponsoring terrorism abroad and here at home, quite honestly. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene says she cannot understand lawmakers planning to vote against the resolution. Um... She said, I cannot comprehend again. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not. <laughs> she is the AOC of the right. I've said this for years. It's true. Uh, I can't comprehend any Republican or Democrat, for that matter, choosing to stand with Tlaib, Green wrote in a post on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. They're not standing with her. They're standing for the right of free speech. Now, unless you can prove that Rashida Tlaib, and I don't like Rashida Tlaib. This is where I'm going to lose some people. I do not like Rashida Tlaib. I do not like Ilhan Omar. I do not like Cori Bush. I don't like the Jihad Squad. I don't like these male feminists. And isn't it interesting how it all comes from these minority of women? It's always women. It's the whammons. The whammons now, they're just whamming it up. Whamma, whamma, whamma. Whamma, lamma, ding dong. Just made that up. Trademark John Burke. I don't agree with these people. I think they are fundamentally, inherently evil, disgusting human beings. Okay, but they still have the right to free speech. Now, unless you can prove that Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib personally, through her rhetoric or her actions, is actually supporting terrorism, advocating for it, she has the right to free speech. You don't get to police that. I'm sorry. I disagree with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, somebody says, well, John, she's advocated for terrorism. Yet again. Fair enough. Then you, I switch stances then. But I haven't seen it. I mean, she said some dumb stuff. She's Rashida Tlaib. She'll be every, find me a day where she's not saying something stupid. Then I'll be impressed. Then I'll really be impressed with our little, little BFF brother lover, Ilhan Umar. You know, they're always saying dumb shit. It's what they do. AOC especially. Just dumb stuff. But Marjorie Taylor Greene really takes the cake on this one. Greene's post came in response to reports that Representative Tim Wahlberg, Republican of Michigan, and Representative John Duarte out of California were planning to vote against the resolution, saying they think it violates Tlaib's right to free speech. Um, the Georgia representative introduced the resolution, which accuses Tlaib of engaging in anti-Semitic activity. Uh, do I think she's anti-Semitic? Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, that's free speech. You can be an anti-Semite. You can be a racist. You can be a misogynist. That's free speech what her uh, constituents voted for. Bingo. You don't like it? That's what people wanted. The Georgia representative... Okay. Uh, Tlaib has dismissed Green's actions as deeply Islamophobic. No, that's wrong, too. You're just a piece of crap. You, you really are. You afraid of Islam? No, I actually hate you. I, I genuinely hate your types. I do not like you. Not all Islam. Not all Muslims. But people like Rashida Tlaib? Come on. We know what, you, we know what you're about. Now, folks... I don't know how many times I got to say this. Do you now believe me on the separation of church and state? Do, do you believe me now? Every single one of those people out there that attack me. Well, John doesn't know. Are you finally seeing the picture? Bring in more refugees, more Muslims from the Middle East. Nikki Haley had to walk back her statement. She talked about, yeah, America's great. We can bring them over. The government can vet these people. Oh, really? 
Just like the government's just doing such a bang up job about illegal immigration, fentanyl, gun running, sex trafficking. You're doing, you're doing a great job there, but you're telling me that you can vet these people coming from Palestine and you know who's not a terrorist and who, who is? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. What happens when we trust the government? People start dying. That's the difference. That's the difference. Nikki Haley had a rock that walked that back. You know, I love how they tried to, uh, she tried to cloak her blunder and patriotism. America's so great that we can do two things at the same time. Well, normally I would say yes, but when it comes to the government, absolutely. You can't even do one thing. Nope. Not one thing. Not one thing. Effectively. You can't manage $4 trillion. Nope. You go over by one and a half trillion. I agree. You can't do anything. I agree. Deeply Islamophobic. Now, I just hate you. Uh, and said she will not be bullied or silenced. Um, so, folks, again, you know, we have to differentiate between what is actual free speech, protected free speech, and what is actual, uh, again, treason. There is a difference. It's a very slim one. But normally when someone's committing treason, they cross that Rubicon very quickly and very brightly. They make it very well known. It's not like, especially in like Rashida Tlaib's position. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be like, well, we're going to silently do it. I mean, maybe she would. I don't know. But until like you get her on a statement where she's actually advocating for terrorism, actually advocating and supporting through means that are, that could be literally interpreted as like you are trying to undermine America, then she's got free speech. I don't like it any more than you do. But you don't get to cherry pick this one. And Marjorie Taylor Greene clearly once again showcases why she doesn't understand the Constitution. She doesn't get the First Amendment. She, I'm telling you, this Trumpian era politics needs to go away. Marjorie Taylor Greene being one of them. She needs to be voted out. Her, handjob Bobert, get rid of them. We need better. We need better. And no, I'm not talking about spineless. Instantly, people refer back to the thought of like the establishment Republicans. No, I'm in fact saying something different. We need more Thomas Masseys. We need more Rand Pauls. We need more Ron Pauls. We need more people out there in Congress actually standing for you know, constitutional principles. We don't have a lot of that. We do not have a lot of that. Why is Germany cracking down on pro-Palestine protests? Um, MSN article, uh, climate of fear and division has been stoked by uh, government's increasingly hardline stance against migrants. Um, since the beginning of the Israel-Hamas war in Gaza on October 7th, the German government has been unshakable in its support for Israel's increasingly drastic escalation of the conflict following Hamas' terrorist attack on Israel, civilians, Israeli civilians. Last week, German Chancellor Olaf Schloss visited Israel and Egypt, and he affirmed that Israel had every right to defend itself. Well, they're Germans. Of course, they're going to stand on the side of, you know, they, you should bomb it back. No, I'm actually surprised. I'm act, I'm honestly surprised Germany's even got a position on this one, considering their past. And I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying, you feel like all the Germans, like, okay, guys, look, it's the Jews this time. We've kind of gotten our ass kicked twice. Let's stay out of this one. Let's not have an opinion. Be like, you know what you do, what you do over there. We got to sit here and drink some beer, and uh, eat the uh, babies. Uh, they had it coming. <laughs> Ah, oh, I just I, I, I don't know. The music was too loud. I don't know. Since the beginning, okay, hold on. Um, they affirmed Israel. Okay, uh, the German state's show of support had led to an outright banning of most pro-Palestine protests. Special attention has been paid in the last two weeks to protests organized in Nakulin, a southern district of Berlin, with a high concentration of residents of Arab and Palestinian descent. Here, protests were met with draconian measures. Police used pepper spray, water cannons, and excessive force. I disagree with them. They have every right to protest. They do. Uh, I don't like it either. I don't know. I, you know, you, you could keep beating that drum of 
they they get the right to free speech. Right. But when that turns into violence and overrunning your country, like they made the biggest mistake letting all those people into the country. Ooh, folks, Josh is hitting on something right here that people don't want to admit to. Europe is gone. Yeah. Europe they, is gone. You you open the floodgates to let the Middle East and Africa come pouring into your country and what happens to your culture. There are parts of London that you do not yeah. go into because they are predominantly London, Muslim and they France, do not yeah, like you. Europe. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But nobody wants to talk about this because it's racist. It's like yeah, yeah that's what you get. That's what happens. But like, America's but no I different. Think, America's letting them over. America's going to want like come on over. It's like mm, okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, I think uh, they're destroying culture. They're trying to replace their of, culture. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of foreshadowing, uh, trying to beat them back and be like, nope, you're not going to do that here. Yeah. And look, I'm to the point where it's like mass deportation. Yeah. Move them all back. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? We're export. You're, you're deporting every saying. Palestinian. You love it so much. Get out. Then go back. Yeah. If, you want if you lived in Germany uh, no, and you're I mean, flying like a Palestinian flag, anything, yeah. go. Yeah. If, if it's you so love great, it so go. much, if, mm-hmm. if you're Palestinian or you're mm-hmm. Middle Eastern, you love it, you're Iranian, mm-hmm. you go love fight. it, go back over there. Make yeah. it great. Make make it great <laughs> make again. Make Palestine great again, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, I just I think it's just stupid at this point. But you know, this this again, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Europe has fallen. And nobody wants to concede to this fact because instead it's just like, well, you know, right of immigration. Well, when you start letting so much of a culture into your country and it starts to become dominant and destroy and it's rooted in violence and religious supremacy, you shouldn't have let them in. And the hard part is you can't differentiate between the good ones and the bad ones. So you can't let any of them in. It's like the whole, if you've got a handful of Skittles or a bowl full of Skittles and some are poison, you can't tell the difference. What do you do? You throw the whole batch out. There's got to be a process. It's not just what we're doing right here at the Southern border and, you know, keeping the door wide open and everybody can come in without being vetted or, you know, knowing what your intentions are. Yep. I agree. If you're coming in illegally, I got to assume your intentions aren't good. Uh Uh-huh. You're already breaking the law. You're already automatically breaking the law. Uh, well, Mike Pence has dropped out of the uh, race. Uh, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> now, the question is, though. And the fan went wild. <laughs> he lost. Uh, his only supporter was really crying. He was really tired. Uh, who do you think Pence is going to endorse? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Probably Nikki Haley. Think Nikki? I think him and Nikki definitely have a lot of aligned views when it comes to being neocons, very strong foreign yeah. policy. Uh, and But the other part, somebody, I was in a Twitter space this weekend, and another guy made a very, very good point. I love the Twitter space. It's so much fun. By the way, Thursdays and Fridays on Twitter space, co-host Rob Noor. I think we had like over 100 people listening last time. It was really cool, really nice, really fun time. Um, we got a lot of great feedback. People talked about it. it was like a very intellectual debate discussion. Rob and I had some debates. It was really good. Um, but the people were talking about who is Mike Pence going to endorse? People were saying Nikki Haley. I thought that too. But then one lady brought up a good point that Mike Pence is a diehard Christian. Rob DeSantis is probably the most pro-life uh, figure on that platform. It's like, I'd watch for an endorsement of Ron DeSantis. It's like, but would that do DeSantis any good? Because the majority yeah. of Mike Pence's voter base thinks that, uh, or excuse me, um, Ron DeSantis' voter base probably thinks that Mike Pence, or I'm sorry, sorry, Trump. Trump's voter base. Trump came out there and said, he should endorse me. We had like the greatest, I was the greatest president of all time. It's like, your people hated him because Pence wouldn't overturn the election process. He actually held true to the Constitution. And your people hated him. Pence, not, he's not going to endorse Trump. That ain't going to happen. But at the same token, I was like, but would a Pence endorsement to, to uh, DeSantis do any good? It's like, I don't think so. Because I think Pence's I, I voter base was so. probably like a little bit of the older Trump base. I don't see them being... I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think that Pence has any really weight to push in this thing. He's going to drop out. 
If he endorses Nikki, that's fine. But I'm telling you, we all know the final two, it's going to be DeSantis and Trump. I mean, we all know this. Vivek is on borrowed time at this point. He's flip-flopped again, by the way. Posted that. Before, it's like, if Israel goes in there, they're going to be... And then he comes out and says, I hope Israel destroys them. It's like, bro, would you pick a lane? Could you, could you please pick a lane already? My God. <laughs> this guy flip-flops like, ugh. I called this from the get-go. Andy Frasilla, if you're listening, I fucking told you. He and I, he and I had a, while, a long conversation a while back, and he was like, man, I'm a, I'm a good judge of character. He's like, I'm not saying you're not, but this dude, I don't know, man. This guy, there's something about him. I think Andy sees it now, too, because Vivek was on Andy's podcast. Vivek is a snake, yeah, fork-tongued I think it's car easy salesman. Call from the very beginning. Yeah. Just his smile. Like, <laughs> I just want to punch you. Well, I mean, we mm. just regurgitating all of Trump's talking yeah. points. The thing as is, your own. he says I mean, stuff I agree with, but it's not his original thoughts. Right. And he's just playing a role. It's you. like, you don't yeah. believe this. You're just saying this to get elected, bro, because you yeah. keep flip flopping. And the other part is, you won't attack Trump at all on the justified attack points that you should be attacking you him could, on. I mean, but you could look at Trump's past, like going all the way back to the 80s where he talked about some of the things he's talking about now. As far right. as what? What are you talking about? Uh, policies, foreign policy, you know, the war in Iraq. Oh, yeah. Well, Trump was against the war in Iraq. All that stuff. Yeah, I from mean, the get-go, yeah. Which he, I, I, he I, hasn't I, really swayed too far from his, yeah, uh, you know. His original stance. Right. But again, that's why, you know, he's, he's basically a freaking Clinton era New York Democrat. Uh, yeah, he's, that's but it. But the thing that pisses Low me taxes. off about Vivek is that Vivek will not say anything negative about Trump. Because he keeps saying he's the best president of our lifetime, which yeah. is counter with him. Why are you running against him? If he's the greatest, why are you running? Step down. Because we all know Vivek's running. Uh, you know, I was really surprised if he makes it to this next round of debates, which I think is in November or what it is. I thought he said he wasn't going to do it. Vivek did? I, I thought. Oh, I have to go back and look. I, I think, I don't know that he's going to. Uh, didn't he say it was up in the air? Yeah. And that's where all the speculation came from, from him possibly dropping out of the race. Because his Q3 slash, you know, his Q3 uh, earnings, his Q3 fundraising was not good. I, well, you know, what so, are the point? I don't know. It's on MSNBC. Are they doing the debates? I think that's who it is. Yeah. In the <laughs> Have you seen the hosts? It's the same. It's the same liberal people hack who've job, been like, lying to everybody yeah. for the past fucking, yeah. I don't know, 20 years. You're like, you're going to go on here and watch these people interview yeah. pres presidential candidates. Yeah. And I'm like, I, don't I you just, think I you should have you. some conservatives up there that could bring up some. Like the first debates, it, you know, they asked a lot of liberal based questions like, but I do want to hear what they say on these because I want to see what they're going to tell our enemy. They're going to tell the opposing political side. But now it, this one, it needs to be, let's put conservative. A, a good point. Let's put conservative principles first now. Let's make this a debate on conservatism. Let's debate the conservative talking points. No more liberal bullshit. We've already been down that road. We know where they stand. Let's make it conservative. But who do they bring in? They bring in more liberal hosts. It's like, yeah. why? Why GOP chairwoman is, is allowing this. Why? This woman should be fired. She is worthless. All of them. They're just, again, the GOP needs to burn down and be rebuilt without these, these, oh, I just, I can't stand these people, but you're going to bring in these, these bad faith panelists. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, one, in one way it is good because well, they're going to keep the, the 2020 election rigged. rigged. Yeah. In one way, they are going to ask the questions that a lot of us do want to know the answers to on liberal or progressive policies. Fair enough. Like, where do you stand on the trans stuff? Yada, yada, which they didn't ask that. But these people, I don't think they're going to ask any questions that are really relevant to the upcoming elections as far as conservatism goes, as far as as far as like how the GOP is. They're going to keep asking these stupid questions. And it's just oh, yeah. like, when, when do we you get, support Ukraine? Yeah. Do you support Israel? Do you support Palestine? I would like to see DeSantis go up there and actually take a very hard line stance and say, no, 
I'm, I don't want to send them any more money. I don't want to send them anything. They're big. They can handle it. We've done enough. This I, this yeah. was Biden's gaffe, not ours. Going rogue would probably be the best play yeah. to like That's give them Vivek some do, yeah. bullshit answer and then yeah. be like, you know, my main concern is our southern border right now because people are pouring in by yep. the millions yep. but we have no idea who, who they are. Folks, I'm telling you, the number one priority of the next president has got to be that southern border. Has to be. We've got to get this closed. Wide open. I argue with another dude on Twitter space, <clears throat> and uh, he was talking about this Israel-Hamas thing should be our number one priority. He's like, no, that's over there. I was like, the 50-meter target. I'm not saying not to be concerned. Look, my position is America does have to take an interest on the global scale of what's going on. Every country does. You cannot be an isolationist and be successful in this world. You cannot. It's impossible. People that think you can, they're full of shit, mainly libertarians. Like, oh, we can be isolated. No, you can't. No, you can't. So you do have to have a presence on the world stage. But how much of a presence, that's that's the argument right there. How much are we going to get involved in international affairs? So the argument that I made is like, you can have this war over there between Israel and Hamas, Israel and Palestine, fine. But our priority should be Americans. It should be Americans. That border is the number, and here's the reasoning why. They've already said, the FBI came out and said, we've already caught 100 people on our most wanted terrorist list coming over that border in like the last two years. Okay. That's off the ones you caught. Off the ones you caught, yeah. That's off the ones you caught. Folks, they're already here. They are already here. So what it's going to take is another 9-11 for people to wake up, get their heads out of their ass, and actually close this border. And that's the problem with and keep the it closed. FBI yep. investigating parents at no. school board meetings yep. rather than, yeah. you know, these If there's an FBI agent that has enough time to investigate somebody at school board, send them down to the border. That's yeah. so they can go do some good. That's not going to happen because no. the FBI is so fucking corrupted. Busted. Yep. Absolutely. But that's on the border, I'm telling you. That should be America's number one priority. We've got to plug the leaks. We've got to plug these these leaks that are allowing people again, folks. My God, sex trafficking, and this should be this should be a very unifying point that Democrats so, right? should agree with us on. As far as like, look, do you, can you agree with me that sex trafficking is bad? That seventy four percent of women that are coming across that border are raped or are victims of some type of sexual abuse? Can we both concede that this is a bad thing? So if that's the causation is them coming across that border, why can't we close the border and stop it from happening? If people can't get across, then the coyotes are out of luck. They're out of money. It's stopped. I know it's never going to fully stop, but we also have to tackle this economically. It'll, it'll slow mm-hmm. down quite it a bit, as, as we've down. seen in the past yeah. in Trump's uh, yeah. presidential era. Because, folks, it's not just Mexicans. No, it's not just it's South not. America. It's we've had Chinese. Chinese nationalist. We've. Uh, I would not be surprised. Wait for it. Palestinians are probably on their way. Yeah. Probably, probably on their here. way. And they're going to go live with their family over here. And here's the thing. How can how can Border Patrol, how can these people vet these guys? They're like, okay, man, you're here illegally. Uh, you've got a court date in two years. We'll see you. You've done no vetting. Yeah. They're going to go <laughs> to uh, Minnesota and yeah. vote for Elon Omar. That dude could be like is. freaking Osama bin Laden's third cousin over. We don't know. That's the problem. That's the problem that we have. And Democrats is like, well, you know, we don't want to be xenophobic. We know why Democrats are simple for this. You know why. They want chaos. They want they want anarchy. They want more voters, apparently. Because it doesn't sound good to say, hey, I'm going to travel to this foreign country where they live pretty damn good, and I'm going to get access to those benefits. I'll probably get the right to vote, all this other stuff, and I don't have to do anything for it. Matter of fact, I get a free iPhone? My God, come on across. Have, oh, go to New York, get a free crack pipe? Why not? Why not? I'm just, I'm just at a loss, folks. I'm just at a loss. Yeah, uh, you know, I grew with the uh, old school hit in the uh, Rumble chat that 
None of them will shut down the border. No, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like Republicans and Democrats. No, the Republicans have had the chance before. They, yeah, before they, they Trump, yeah. they've had the chance. Even during Trump, from 26 yeah, days, we had two years. It. Nobody did it. That was this whole platform was, yeah. you know, closing the border. The border's got to be made a priority. It does. People just don't get and it. Republicans and Democrats fought them on it. Yep. So yeah, I, I agree. None of none of those people want the southern border closed. No, because as long as that problem exists, it gives it gives politicians a job. Sad news, Matthew Perry. People, if you didn't see this already, Matthew Perry uh, is dead. Uh, fifty-four years old uh, for the uh, outing on October twenty-first, one week before his passing. The fifty-four-year-old kept it casual with a blue T-shirt, black pants, white sneakers, sans laces. He completed the look with a pair of sunglasses. I don't give a shit. Um, man, he did not. He's not. Look, he was not looking good. He was not looking good at all. Uh, for those who don't know, Matthew Perry had a, a lifetime of addiction, like true addiction. This guy had true drug addiction. The actor died Saturday after an apparent drowning in a hot tub at his home in the Pacific uh, Palisades area of Los Angeles. Law enforcement sources confirmed to Fox News Digital drugs were not reportedly on scene and no foul play is suspected. Before his death, Perry was active on Instagram. His last post, dated October 23rd, showed him relaxing in a hot tub at night while listening to his headphones. Oh, so warm water swirling around me around makes me feel good. I'm Matt Man, the Batman fan wrote on his caption. A representative for the Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Coroner's Office confirmed to Fox News Digital that Perry's cause of death was deferred. An autopsy was completed today and toxicology results are pending, the office shared. Perry, who was born in Massachusetts and raised in Canada, was 24 years old when he began portraying Chandler Bing on the beloved sitcom Friends. Oh, man. The series ran on NBC. Okay, Friends co-stars um, Marta Kaufman and David Crane and executive producer Kevin Bright reacted to Perry's death in a statement shared with Fox News Digital saying, We are shocked and deeply, deeply saddened by our beloved friend Matthew's passing. It still seems impossible. All we can say is that we feel blessed to have had, had him as a part of our lives. He was a brilliant talent. It is cliche to say that an actor makes a role their own, but in Matthew's case, there are no truer words. From the day we first heard him embody the role of Chandler Bing, there was no one else for us. Uh, we will always cherish the joy, the light, the binding intelligence, or the blinding intelligence he brought to every moment, not just to his work, but in his life as well. He was always the funniest person in the room. More than that, he was the sweetest with a giving and selfless heart. We send all of our love to his family and friends. This truly is the one where our hearts are broken. Uh, we are heartbroken by the tragic loss of our beloved son and brother, Perry's family told people. Matthew brought so much joy to the world, both as an actor and a friend. You all meant so much to him. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Could it be any more sadder? Nah. I, I don't know. I, I always like Friends. I did. I thought Friends was a great show. I know a lot of people don't like Friends, and I thought Perry was a great, great example. Now, here's the thing. You said not, a lot of people don't like Friends? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that hate Friends. Really? Yeah, I don't know. What's wrong with them? They probably also support Hamas, too. Uh, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I always loved Friends. Uh, you know, he did amazing in Friends. I mean, that met, pretty much made him. He did a lot of other oh, movies and stuff like that. Very, like very. The entire cast, except, for, I mean, Jennifer Aniston's. You know, she really went on to have a yeah, she uh, did yeah, great yeah. career. Yeah, Courtney Cox had Scream, but that was also while Friends was going. But they were making so much money. I think they were like making a million an episode. Like, can you imagine that? Like, we filmed for three days, and I just made a million dollars. Like, damn, Kobe, Kobe. So I'm in the wrong business. So no man. drugs are found, and they they don't know yet. The, the autopsy, the toxicology report has not come back yet. But you know, know when the like family my, when the my family first says goes to vaccine, 
that is being speculated about. People are talking about potentially is, you know, he was wearing the, could I be any more vaccinated? The jab stuff came off right off the bat. I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing. I, if it was the jab, they ain't going to come out and admit it. There is no way. Hey, uh, he died from the jab. No one's going to say that. If that's in fact what it was to me, I'm thinking drugs. Maybe he took something and he kind of passed out and drowned. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. It could be the vax. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like we've seen a lot of people Uh unexpectedly die. Young athletes dropping dead on the field. Yeah. And people just the greatest cover up known to man. Yep. The great. We saw this stuff live. It's like, well, that dude's dead. And the government's like, oh, nothing to see. Moving along, folks. Nothing to see here. Cows turn themselves inside out every day. I mean, Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, Oh, yeah. The guy from. Full House, what was his name? Bob Sag, but Bob that's Sag. because he tripped and hit his head on his dresser and his, his thing, I think. I know, but it's... I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, but maybe, it could uh, be the same thing as COVID to where... aneurysm and you fall and you hit poss- your head. That is I possible. Mean, no, Nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Um, it just seems a, lot, a little strange. I, I would be nervous if I had gotten if I yeah, got the vaccine. Absolutely. Well, Especially now, with 11 boosters. A new study comes out that people that got the uh, clot shot and the jabs with it are at a higher level of stroke. It's like, well, so now that that cat's out of the bag, uh, who's going to get prosecuted for it? Nobody. 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 So your family's going to die. Members of your family are going to die from this crap. And nobody's going to be held responsible. The government's going to get a pass. Commercials. Yeah. Oh, come on in. Get your flu shot and your COVID shot. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, have you seen, like, we went to CVS to go pick up something. And, you know, I saw, like, free COVID and flu shots. Like, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. You are out of your mind. (laughs) It's like, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And it's like, ah, you go to hell, dude. No, absolutely not. Um, but you'll like this article here. Last but certainly not least, Broncos troll Chiefs by blasting Taylor Swift hit throughout the stadium after major upset. Travis Kels was limited to just six receptions for 58 yards. That's Taylor Swift's new BFF that she's probably going to write a breakup song about and couldn't be happier as soon as that day gets there. People shut up about her. Oh, my God. Everything with the NFL is Taylor Swift, and it's the biggest way to turn people off. Shut the hell up. This is like, do you ever notice like we treat, our society treats these these rejects like the English do their royalty? You ever notice that? Like everything is like about uh, Megan and her. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Taylor Swift. She's an idiot. Her music is crap. It's crap. The Denver Broncos had not beaten the Kansas City Chiefs since 2015. But after ending the 16-game slide on Sunday with a 22-9 victory... The Broncos took the opportunity to troll one of the Chiefs' biggest stars. Fans at Empowered Field at Mile High shared videos from inside the stadium on social media that showed the Broncos' interesting decision to blast Taylor Swift's 2014 hit, Shake It Off, a subtle dig at the star and Travis Kels. Good. You know why? Because screw that nerd. You Bud Light drinking, vaccine-promoting, little effeminate beta bitch. Good. Glad. Do it again. Do it again. Show some AI images of, like, I don't know, Taylor Swift, like... I'll stop. I'll be nice. I'll be nice. I just, I, you know, I kind of feel like I want to be like, Daddy, what was the NFL like without all the politics? And I'd be like, I can't even remember. I know. I can't even remember. You're telling me to stop being racist. Yeah. It's, it's my fault ra- because I'm a white Christian. Big white letters in the back of the end zone. Yeah. It's your fault, Whitey. I know. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, Whitey. Stop being a racist. You bunch of racist bastards. As we... Uh, watch uh, upper dominant least yeah black yeah. sport like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah where's okay. the white representation uh, in the NBA okay. where is it where is it 
Oh, uh, my God. Well, mm. folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, if you've not checked out shellshockcbd.com, please make sure you go do that. We have a wonderful wide selection and variation of uh, variation, uh, variety of amazing products from anything that help you sleep to get you high for pain management. We've got topical CBD that is blended with menthol to help with your pain management, anxiety. I'm telling you a lot of great products and every single one of our products are marked. So don't be scared to go on there and say, does this have THC or not? It's clearly marked. You cannot miss it. And by the way, every single one of our products comes with a 100% money back gift guarantee. If it does not work for you the way we advertise it to, we'll send it back. We'll send your money back. No questions asked, folks. We are that confident in it. How many of the companies are going to do that? Hardly any. We are that confident in our products. We appreciate you. If you could, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Share it. Leave a comment. If you could, leave a great review on the podcast over on iTunes. Helps us out a lot. Uh, you got anything to have, man? Uh, you guys have a great, great night. And as always, you stay savage, America. <laughs>